Welcome to the September 2023 episode of RCV Clips, our podcast about all things Ranked Choice Voting. I'm Kelly, a member of the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center staff and host of RCV Clips. Today, we're welcoming our newest staff member all the way from Corpus Christi, Texas, by way of Alaska, Tiffany Montemayor. We are so excited to have you. We couldn't be more thrilled to welcome you as our Senior Director of Programs and Outreach. I am so excited to be here today too on the podcast, but especially excited to be part of part of this team. I feel like it's sort of a legendary team that I'm joining. So I'm very pumped. Wow. I don't think anybody's ever called us legendary, but that's really exciting. I like that. I like, I'm going to have to use that in some comms stuff that we, when we promote the resource center. So this isn't in our, our run of show, but in order to be inaugurated into our staff or initiated, if you were to have a walk-on song, what would it be? My walk-on song be Fancy by Drake. Ooh, that's a good one. I Mine is actually Brick House by the Commodores, but I think some Drake is a really good option too. So um, now you're finally really part of the staff, even though we sort of baptized you by fire, which we like to do around here. We sent you on two trips in the first three weeks of your job. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes, but you're also not new to RCV Clips. You've been a guest on the show before, but in a different but related role to what we're doing now. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was on Clips in 2022, last year. And that was when I was the public relations manager for the state of Alaska Division of Elections. And we had a couple of little things going on last year. No big deal implementing ranked choice voting in general elections and a nonpartisan pick one top four primary. But also, we did have to have two special elections due to the unfortunate passing of our one and only Congressman Don Young. And so kind of in the midst of those special elections and just everything that that meant, especially with speeding up implementation of ranked choice voting, I came on to the show with our uh, director at the time, Gail Fanumiai. We talked with you all about it and let you know kind of what was going on and all the the craziness that, you know, surrounds something like that when you're doing all of those things all at once very quickly. I guess the question I have to ask is when you took the job at, at the Department of Elections in Alaska, did you have any idea what you were getting into? Absolutely not. And I, I think I had, I briefly heard of ranked choice voting during college. I was a political science major. And I think it's just like something you you have to go over. And I don't even know what class it was. And that was about it. I didn't ever really hear about it again until it was this ballot measure there in Alaska in 2020. And then I guess, I mean, obviously, everyone in Alaska, their lives changed, but mine really changed. And here I am. Absolutely. So I know during your time learning about ranked choice voting, learning about election administration, talk a little bit about your interactions with the resource center during that time, because we did talk with you and work with you some. What, what did we do to help you? Well, those interactions were terrible, obviously. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's why we had to bring you on. No, it was... Um, it was it was really great. It was so helpful. Like you said, I mean, I was I was just starting to learn more about ranked choice voting and and also what that meant in Alaska and, and implementing those new laws. And so it was really helpful to talk to people who 
it seemed like that was your whole life. It was ranked choice voting. And you, not you, Kelly, but everybody um, that, I, that I did work with there at the resource center, it was like, yes, you knew a lot about it and a lot about implementation, but you you didn't come at me and with that sort of, I know everything and we know better than you attitude. It was more like, we're here t- to help you and what can we do? And you acknowledged that, you know, just because it had been done in, in Maine or, or somewhere else before didn't mean that that's how it was going to be done in Alaska. I mean, everybody, every place is, is different and they all have their own laws. And so it was just helpful, but it was also comforting to know that we weren't alone. Sometimes it's kind of hard for jurisdictions, I think, to communicate with each other about something like, you know, implementation and and not on the fault of anybody. It's just election workers do so much. They have a hundred different jobs, no matter what their title is. And so it's kind of hard sometimes for for all of us to reach out to each other and, and you know ask these kinds of questions. And so for there to have been a place that I could go to to get that kind of help and to talk to people who do have that kind of experience and had worked with those with some of those other places that maybe I was having trouble connecting with as much as I would have liked. It was so helpful and really um, helped with some of I would say helped with some of the pressure too. It's a lot of work implementing something like ranked choice voting statewide, and especially in such a huge state like Alaska. And my job was public education, which, as a lot of people may know, is one of the most important parts of ranked choice voting implementation. I don't want to sound dramatic, but having these resources available on this website or just even via email and having somebody to talk over some of this stuff with was more helpful than I could even say. Well, I'm glad you found that to be true. And it's it's interesting because you pulled out a couple of things that we really try to message to the folks we want to help. Number one, we do serve as a bridge between national organizations and jurisdictions, between jurisdictions who have implemented and who are just implementing or considering implementing. Because because you're right, the time is just not there. It's just not available to most civil servants, including election directors, to be able to do their job and help someone else also. The other thing that you really pointed out about election administration that's so true, and, and we have a saying here, 50 states, 50 ways plus DC and the you know the territories that also state elections are not governed elections are not governed by the federal government in terms of how we implement them there's guidance there's tools there's different money things like that but it's every state has the autonomy to do it their way and while that's you know can be really great it can be really challenging when you're doing something statewide the other states didn't quite do things the way you did that have already implemented. So that's good. And we truly believe that we come in alongside you as a partner to election administrators. We say, tell us about your processes, your procedures, how you work within your laws, and we will help you figure out the ways to put RCV in practice 
based on that information. We don't know everything. We can't know everything because there's so many different ways of doing it. So, you know, that's really important. And and I'm glad that we made you feel that way. I can remember a call with you early on. I guess it was right when we realized that you're going to have to do a, a special election, I think. And I remember thinking, oh, she looks a little bit like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> like, what? Well, I know she's feeling stressed right now. I can see the pressure on her face. And then you executed it beautifully through some really challenging circumstances and a lot of public attention, uh, a lot of media and a lot of national attention on Alaska as well. So we've talked a lot about Alaska. Tell us a little bit about Tiffany and how did you, you know, land in, uh, you don't have an election administration background, correct? What other things have you done? So before I moved to Alaska, I worked at a nonprofit here in Corpus Christi, Texas, and it was an outpatient alcohol and drug treatment center. I did communication and development work there. And so familiar with the sort of nonprofit world and what it means to be part of that, you know, to be part of an organization like RCV Resource Center, where I feel like it takes kind of a a special kind of a person because you're not working in a job like that for money or recognition. That was my that was my background before then. And before that, I was I was in school and I did a lot of communication stuff there. If you've ever been to like a college orientation and there's that really excited person on stage at eight in the morning and you don't know why they're so excited and they're they're so pumped for you to be there and they're telling you about the school and everything like that. And you're like, why are you awake right now? That was me. I was that I was that person on stage. That's, you know, that's a lot of my experience. And I think a lot of that is helpful kind of going into the nonprofit world. And then also, of course, being an election official, because that positivity is is always good to have. And it definitely comes in handy. And that's kind of my, my background there. I'm born and raised in Texas. And I just moved back about a month or so ago. And it is incredibly hot, especially compared to Alaska. And so I'm looking forward to the few days in December when it's going to cool down a little bit. Absolutely. We went to uh, Texas a couple of times this summer and it was miserably hot. We were in Austin for a week, about 104 every day, some humidity there. When we were in Fort Worth, I feel like it was like 25,000 degrees, maybe. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But it felt like 25,000 degrees. So we kept thinking like, why are we so tired? It was definitely the heat. Um, And I live in eastern North Carolina, where it's super hot and humid also, but not quite that hot. So it's it's interesting. It's funny, we we already sort of said we've traveled together last week. Um, We're gonna talk a little bit about that conference that we just returned from. But you and I have a lot of similarities. I am also I would be the other excited person standing beside you on stage, cheerleading, being excited about uh, uh, the school or, or whatever it is I'm, I'm promoting. And I also started a nonprofit background. Um, I, I was originally a teacher and just did that for a little while. And then the rest of my career has been nonprofit work. So lots of similarities. It's fun to bring people on staff who have some similar backgrounds in their work experience to you. So we just got back from LA. It was a long trip out there, but well worth it. From the American Democracy Summit that Represent Us put on Tell us what were your impressions? I thought it was awesome. It was so much fun. And I didn't really know what to expect. I'd never really been to anything like that before. Uh, I'd been to a couple of conferences and stuff in the past, but they were nothing like this. It seemed like everyone there genuinely wanted to be there and was so excited to to network and to hear about, you know, the different election reforms and things that are happening, you know, all over the country. And so that was that was really cool, you know, just to 
to be in a place like that where it wasn't like, oh, my boss made me come here kind of a kind of a thing. And I think, too, it was sort of um, it was inspiring to hear about all of the things that are, are happening Especially, you know, there was um, there was one session where it was like a, a ranked choice voting sort of meet and greet. And we got to hear from some people from several of the states where things are things are rolling, you know, and especially in, in Michigan and where things are happening, you know, right now. And so it was just really cool to hear about all of that. And also, I, I I felt really cool walking around with my you know my my name tag and it said the RCV Resource Center on there because people were like, oh wow, you work with them? That's so awesome! They do such amazing work. Or actually, they would say, you guys do such amazing work, and I love your website. And then I'd have to be like, well, I can't take any credit for that. I, this is like my third week working for them, but I will let them know. But it made me feel good too. It's like, okay, well, I, I, it seems like I chose a good place to to work with and work for. You never want to be somewhere and tell somebody where you work and they make a face or a sound like, oh, that place. And that didn't happen. So that was really cool. And it was it was also interesting, too. I don't think I've ever been in a place where everybody knew what ranked choice voting was. And I didn't have to explain, you know, a, like a, a part of it or how it worked or anything like that. And just sort of it was it was cool. As my husband said, he was like, well, yeah, you were just around a bunch of election nerds. And so, of course, you were having a, a great time. And I never thought of myself as an election nerd, but I guess I am. Yeah, me too. I Like I said, I didn't come from an election background. My political experience is with candidate campaign management. I've also become an election nerd, and I'm really happy and proud to say that. It's, it's interesting. People will often say to me here at home, oh, you do something in elections or democracy, or don't you do something like that? And I always say, I do. And I want you to know that good people are doing good things for democracy because we don't hear enough about the people that we were with this last week and the things that they're doing and the reforms that they're they're working on. We always hear about the you know the crazy, sexy, tumultuous things in our democracy, but there are some really important things happening behind the scenes, and and I'm excited to see what that's going to bring to the forefront. I, I thought it was kind of cool too. Uh, Weezer played, Ben Harper played. We saw Michael Douglas speak. Andrew Yang was there, so it was quite the star-studded event. It, it almost it, with the ranked choice voting community and movement, we're, we're sort of small, and a lot of us have gotten to know each other over the past three or four years. And it was almost for me like a family reunion <laughs> because so many people that I don't get to see in person very often were there, and I felt like I was doing lots of hugging. We also sent you to New Jersey. So tell us a little bit about what you did in New Jersey. You and Rosemary went up there and did a presentation. So in New Jersey, we were speaking at the New Jersey County Clerks Conference that they were having. And that was also really interesting because, you know, going into that, I didn't really know much about New Jersey and kind of how their elections work. And it, basically, what we were doing was sort of like a an introductory, this is what ranked choice voting is. These are some of the things, you know, should ranked choice voting need to be implemented here in New Jersey? These are the some, some of the things that you would have to think about and, and, you know, things like the education part of it or the, you know, the equipment part of it and, and things like that. And, and so one of the other really cool things that we did was we had a mock election so people could rank their favorite candy and we included Smarties because 
They, those were invented there in New Jersey. And there were a lot of Smarties lovers there. And we, of course, we put out the, the different candies that people were, were voting on. Snickers did end up winning, but I, Smarties came a lot closer than I, than I thought was gonna, was gonna happen. And so that was really cool. And I think it was a good way too for people to kind of get a better understanding of how ranked choice voting works. And then they got to see like a visit, a visualization of the results, you know, the round by round results. So it was really cool. And there was a lot of discussion, a lot of questions and from coming from people who were there at that session. And I thought that we were able to give a lot of really great information. You know, there's a curiosity in what it is. I think that last year there was some ranked choice voting stuff happening in legislation. Not that anything was passed, but it's just, it is in New Jersey right now, ranked choice voting is definitely on people's minds. And so I thought it was really great for these county election clerks to get this kind of introduction to it because it won't just be something that sort of just pops up in front of their face when it has, when it's there, when it's happening. And so that, that was really cool. And I, I think it's neat too, that the resource center goes out to, and, and does some of these things. And so it's not just places, we're not just working with places that it is a law and they're going to implement it. Like, you know, they have to start. It's like, Hey, don't be surprised about this thing that you, you know, hadn't really ever heard of or anything like that. Hey, it's actually not that scary hey, it's not impossible, which I think is probably the biggest thing that I hope that they went away with. And it was one of the things that I sort of ended on was it's not impossible. I promise if Alaska can do it with everything that they kind of had going against them, you can do it. New Jersey can do it. California can do it. Anywhere can do it. Absolutely. And I think it's really important for election administrators to have some buy-in, to have some understanding before the law even passes. So many times when you hear about election administrators being against ranked choice voting or against a ballot initiative or um, something that's going on legislatively in the state, it's simply questions that are unanswered. Their jobs are very regimented. They have very specific procedures and processes. They've been under a tremendous amount of scrutiny since 2020. So of course, they're not going to want to try new things, make changes, do things differently. So if we can head those off, head those questions off and answer them ahead of time, give them some tools ahead of time to say, look, we have these things ready for you to use. It can mean all the difference in the world. And it can mean all the difference in the world for the experience of the voter in the end, because you got election administrators who are bought into the to the new system and who are already educated themselves. They're not on the learning curve on the back end of legislation. So I think that's a really important part of what we do is go ahead of time to some of the jurisdictions. So this is our signature RCV Clips question. Describe your first few weeks at RCVRC in three words or less. Coast to coast. <laughs> I love it. It's actually perfect. <laughs> and that's what we did. We sent you from New Jersey to California and uh, and you live in between. So we're, we're glad again to have you. I think it's going to be a fantastic, you just fit right into our team immediately. Hardly needed any introduction time. We're really excited you're here. So I look forward to, to the great things that are been coming out of our education programs. I think that we've got a lot of great stuff, but we got some great stuff still to come. So Thanks, Tiffany, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to be back.
And now for this month's final round, where we share an interesting bit of trivia, a useful tidbit, or just something we thought was cool for folks to know about ranked choice voting. Here's Matt Ruberg with this month's final round. Did you know that different states have different certification requirements before election software can be certified for use? Some are more strict than others. The Election Assistance Commission, the EAC, recognizes a range of state processes to certify voting equipment, from the least strict, simply meeting the minimum statutory requirements, to the most strict, which requires not only testing by a federally certified voting system testing lab, but also explicit certification by the EAC itself, the only federal agency with the authority to test and certify voting systems. And that's this episode's final round. Thank you for joining us today for our September 2023 RCV Clips episode produced by the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. You can find our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the show for the latest episodes and updates and take a minute to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about RCVRC and Ranked Choice Voting, check out our website at www.rcvresources.org. The production of this podcast is supported by the generosity of our donors. Donations can be made directly on the website. Please don't hesitate to contact us with any donation questions at donate at rcvresources.org. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rcvresources and on Facebook and LinkedIn at Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at rcvrc. If you have a few minutes, fill out the listener survey linked in the show notes for this episode. The survey's short and will only take a few minutes of your time. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. Thank you. Our theme music today is Flutterby by Poddington Bear. Until next time, I'm Kelly Sechrist on behalf of the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center.